Hey, this is Joseph Thompson. Thanks for listening to the Open Spaces podcast. Why don't you sit back, relax, and join me as we take a journey together into wide open spaces. And welcome to another episode of Open Spaces. And today I have with me one of my dearest friends. He's family. He's a brother. He's a friend. He's a son. He's everything rolled up into one. And so uh, why don't you give a warm Open Spaces welcome to Kenneth Clark. What's up, fam? How we doing? <laughs> All that. <laughs> Kenneth, it's so good to see you again, buddy. It's great to have you back on the show. We don't have you here often enough. Well, it's always always good to be back, always good to uh, open up the conversations and, and talk about what's going on. Yeah, you know, we have a lot of conversation to have today because uh, I have a few questions that I want to uh, throw at you. So uh, first, let's start this way. Let's talk about the journey so far. Obviously, I've known you for 20-something years. I had the privilege of doing your <laughs> wedding, of baptizing every one of your kids, and your oldest is about to get married now. <laughs> Come on, bro. No. Like, we're about to go to high school yeah, next year. Yeah, but imagine how, I mean, time flies, really. It so, does. So uh, the, what I want to ask is when you consider your journey, how far you've come, what skills would you say that you've learned that have made you better at what you do? Man, I think, uh, great question. It would be to be present. Um, I think, a younger when we when we're, when we're younger and we're pushing out to do the next thing, it's very hard to stay in the moment, and so you're trying to rush to the end of the or whatever your goal is that destination, and you actually miss what God is doing right there in the moment. I heard a few weeks ago uh, that I, w- I was reading or listening to something, and so I can't I can't take credit for it, but what what came up was ego uh, can't live in the present. Ego either lives in the past or it lives in the future. In other words, what I've accomplished in the past or what I'm driving towards. Unfortunately, sometimes the past is my mistakes. So we're either focusing on what we've done wrong and what what our shortcomings, or we we can't even stand the present so much that our ego is driving the future. So ego says, well, when I get this money, when I get this promotion, Mm -hmm. when I get to this level, when my kids are here, the thing is that certainty is never coming. So ego can't live in the present. So I think that's what I've been trying to acquire. That skill is to be present for my kids, be present with my wife, be present with my friends, because what's happening today may not be available tomorrow. You need to enjoy it. That's brilliant. So uh, in that same vein, then, um, what perspectives uh, would you say you've changed over time that, that that circumstances or lessons along the way forced you to change? Yeah, I think uh, looking at, at different situations and not uh, future tripping to it, meaning I can look at one thing and then it's because of my insecurities, because of my brokenness, because of my viewpoint, I will put a meaning to it. So I think what I've acquired is to not assume that I know how this thing is going to play out, mm. how it's going to look, but actually get more curious, ask questions. I believe grace is curious. Mm. And so I think the more questions we ask about something, phrase. the more questions we ask about something out of assuming through my own filter, which is sometimes from a place of fear mm. or not enough information, that I could create a narrative that isn't true. And I, I end up living there and not 
actually staying where I need to be. So I, I think love that. Settling and asking some more questions. Wow, Grace asks questions. Very good. Okay, so now, uh, Kenneth, you're in your forties, heading towards your <laughs> mid forties. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. It, can you believe that? You did and, the wedding like uh, last it, week. It, it bro. felt God feels like that, doesn't it? Please. It feels like that. I know. Um, so now that you're in a different season, what are you dreaming about? Yeah, I think the... Uh, but, and, and I want you to answer this question in a multifaceted way. The first thing is, what are you dreaming about uh, with regard to your girls? And then what are you dreaming about with regard to you and Hope? Great questions. Um, my girls, like I've got... Uh, my oldest is 13, going to high school next year. We've got... Wow. My middle daughter is uh, 12, and then my, uh, my baby is 9. And so um, I think what I said in the beginning, really being present, I think I've... Uh, I'm making some decisions that allow me a little bit more time freedom to to be present with them. I think mm-hmm. uh, what's important for me uh, may not be important for everybody else. And so what's important for me in this season is being able to drive my girls to school in the morning and spend that time with them or or be home when they get there. And so mm-hmm. I think there's some things that 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 we're making a priority uh, to to be present and to to really be a dad for them. Mm-hmm. And I think part of being a, a good dad or just a a great dad is being available, yeah. being present. Sometimes it's, it's not magical words, not magical moments. It's are you available to lead them mm-hmm. in those moments? So I think that's really what I'm dreaming about with my girls is spending really intentional time, intentional moments with them in this next season. And what about with Hope, your wife? Oh, same thing. I mean, that, that's my queen. I mean, we've been riding. And so I think uh, she has always... Uh, been there for me and and I think um in this season our relationship has really grown closer we've gotten um and sometimes the more you get married sometimes it feels like it can go the opposite way but I feel like man we're we're, we're dating again there's so many new things we're learning and so I think the same thing I'm trying to be present I've lived so much of my life uh goal setting and dreaming about where I'm not and none of those things are wrong. You got to set goals. You got to have plans. But I've never lived where I'm at. I'm always dreaming. And then when I get to some place, you realize that's not really what I thought it was. Mm. And I've missed out on all the things. And so being fully present and available. That's amazing. Well, then let me throw you a curveball. What are you dreaming about for ministry and your calling, because clearly uh, this season is different for you. You're no longer a local church pastor. So what are you dreaming about with regard to ministry and your calling? Yeah, one of the things is uh, we've, uh, ministry's never going away. I've been, I've been in love, been fascinated, been called uh, to be a part of ministry since I went on my first mission trip in 1997. And so um, one is stepping into the business. My wife has done an amazing job. Uh, with her, with a, with a business, and so I'll be stepping in and really supporting her for the first time. So excited about that ministry! Uh, we, we, we've got a nonprofit that we are getting up and running. We've had it for years, but we're renaming it, and so that'll be called Vibrant Families. Vibrant families. Vibrant families, and so uh, vibrant means full of life. Okay. And so we're really gonna really focus on families and 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 bringing that and and doing different outreaches and different things that we're kind of connected to. And right now we're partnering with. Uh, the Seminole County Public Schools, and really we're in the process of creating a brand new, something they haven't even done yet that we're working wow. to, to really brand to kind of serve 
uh, some of the some of the students, some of the children. So we're really pumped about that, creating something new, partnering with them for a program that doesn't even exist yet. So that's, that's, a, that's a lot of fun. When, how soon do you anticipate that this sort of uh, activity will go live? All the things that you're dreaming and working through with uh, the, the Seminole County, how, when do you anticipate that you'll begin this activity? Yeah, a lot of things right now. We're, we're laying the ground foundation for all of that. So our goal was to, uh, to begin moving in the second quarter. So really coming up this spring is Fantastic. when we would, we would love to get that up and rolling and be moving into the summer. Well, uh, n- having done ministry myself in that context, especially when it comes to missions and uh, outreach and that sort of thing, um, uh, y- you always need uh, a support system, people who uh, go out and do, and since I'm not sure of what the details are, my, my, I'm curious, do you need people? Um, are you looking for uh, people who will support, who will come in line with, physically to assist financially? What, what, what are you thinking? Yeah, I think any, 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 order, any organization that you're going to serve people, you want it to be able to duplicate yourself and to be able to maximize that. So uh, we were saying for a long time, better together. So people, of course, we will uh, have people uh, either mentoring or doing different things with the with the uh, with the children. Uh, we'll be doing projects with the kids. We're taking them off off site, off campus. Just a lot of lot of great things. And so, uh, people people are necessary. Uh, fundings is necessary. So all those things are absolutely. Okay, so good. let's say hypothetically, uh, I'm listening to this podcast. Uh, now uh, we're in the middle of February, and I'm hearing all this, and I'm thinking. Um, yeah, I want to support that. How 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 should they reach out to you? How how what what's the way for me to reach out to you and say, hey, I want to mentor. I want to hear more about this so I can get involved, or I want to give to this. So how, how how does that work? Yeah, you could simply give, or you could you could email me directly, Kenneth at vibrantfamilies.org. That's K E N N E T H at, at vibrantfamilies.org. Vibrant okay, very good. That. Kenneth at vibrantfamilies.org. And if I wanted to give, is there a website? Is there a, well, yeah, we, a way to give? By, by this time this airs, there will be a landing page that I think I'll share with you at Open Spaces that people can click on or, or, or we can get that information out as well. Very good. Yeah. Excellent. So that's brilliant. Uh, I mean, I, obviously, we are going to come alongside you and jump on board with all this because uh, we've done a lot of ministry together, you and I, all over the world in different continents, different parts of the world. And uh, that isn't about to stop now. So yeah, I think one more thing. One of the things that really drives uh, this this vibrant families, or really the thing for me in ministry, is my mom asked me a question uh, a few weeks ago. We we're spending some time in Texas over Christmas, and she said, "What what was the reason you got in ministry?" And I remember telling her I, I had to sit on that question for about a day or two. And it was it was I was adopted when I was thirteen, but it was the it was the Kenneth that was eight nine that had no father. Uh, the home life was really unstable uh, and just didn't have any any male presence that was that was healthy. And so when it comes to ministry now, it's that kid. It's that eight-year-old, it's that nine-year-old, it's that elementary middle school boy that we could partner with and really be on a journey through the rest of middle school, high school, I think, is some of the things that we can circumvent or stop before we get to high school they need male role models. Sometimes their brothers or their cousins or some of the men in their life are introducing them to things that are going to set them up for failure. And I think if we can get men and rally around these young boys at an early age, man, we're going to change generations. And so that's some of the things that 
the programs that we're setting up is how do we get them younger and put men in them life in their life that's going to support them not just for a meal or a transaction but for the rest of their life. I love that. That that's a. That's the old adage, if you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. But if you teach a man to fish, you'll feed him for a lifetime. For sure. I love that. Uh, so, Kenneth, let me ask you this. Um, obviously, you have a lot of experience now, many years of pastoral ministry, um, because, as I said, you're getting old now. So, you've been in ministry. <laughs> you like, you like a, saying that. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm yeah. getting uh, old... Hey, 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 watch it, watch it, watch it. <laughs> How was Jesus? Was he cool, Joseph? <laughs> He's still cool. I still hang out with him a lot. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, your experience in pastoral ministry, as well as your passion for people, uh, set you up for real success as a local church pastor. Obviously, and you, you did such a great job in that context, even with the the many trials and potential pitfalls of being a local church pastor, because that is attended with so much pressure and stress and. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. But yet, through it all, you, you did such a great job, built, left such a legacy of uh, spiritual children, if you like. By that, I mean people who you mentored and poured into and invested in, whose lives are better because of what you did and invested in them. So with that track record, um, the question, I guess, that I want to ask you on the other side of local church pastoral ministry is... What counsel would you give to a young pastor who was just starting out in local church ministry today and he was excited and passionate about what he was uh, embarking on? No, great question. I think uh, one would, would be what, what, are, what are the things that motivated you to be a pastor in the first place? I think there's, because if it's only uh, to feel like, man, we're, we're here to save people or to uh, uh, provide something for people, if it's built on ego, if it's built on your abilities, then when when those things are, are, are challenged or when those things aren't there, then you're kind of left with, who am I? But if it's built on, because it's out of your relationship with God, like you're partnering and you're working with God, I think that's a, that's a filter, that's a healthy filter that through anything, uh, it's going to be okay. But if you build it only on the praise of people... Mm. Um, that that that's going to serve you not in a way that's going to going to serve you well mm. uh, when things do kind of kind of shake a little bit. But if it's not built around um, uh, uh, making sure people like you, or built on uh, what what they think of you, and it's built on what you're doing with God mm. and the gifts and the talents and the ability that He's given you, then I think it it'll serve you really well. So if I if I were to interpret what you said, I would interpret it as you saying that uh, the accolades of men die down. Uh, they're short-lived. Uh, and so if I'm going into ministry because I like being celebrated, I like being seen, I like the, the platform, the limelight, um, that'll fade. And that ultimately will not provide the satisfaction that I think it might. What I hear you saying is, it needs to be built completely on the certainty that God has called me to this. I heard someone say it this way once. Um, be a pastor once you know that you've tried and you cannot get away from that calling. Wow. Yeah. 
you know you can't get away from that calling because God has placed it so heavily on you. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's brilliant. Well, uh, sadly, we've come to the end of this time already, uh, but I, I'm, I, I have to get one last question in because I always <laughs> like to ask uh, the, this question in particular. Uh, well, it's a multifaceted, uh, three-pronged question, but let's start with part A. What are you reading... And part B is, who are you listening to, whether podcasts or YouTube or a website? And then the third part to that question would be, how is it making you better? Yeah, a book I'm currently reading, I try to read uh, 10 pages of something every day. That's kind of a a thing that Hope and I, and I think I got reading from from you 10 years ago. I wasn't a reader a decade ago, and and I have since then. But currently reading a book called Effortless. Uh, by Greg McCowan. Okay. Reading a, a, it's a phenomenal book. I think what I'm learning from that is it doesn't take uh, uh, all the energy to, to move things right. I think it's the right actions, the right energy. That's brilliant. It. And so uh, make it easier to do what matters most. So it's, mm. th- it's trying to prioritize the priority. Yeah. That, that old image of I mean, if you if you fill the, a jar with sand and then try to put rocks in it, you're never going to fill it. But if you mm. put the important things in there first Either and then rocks. fill the sand, yeah. then you can get it all in That's there. That's brilliant. And so yeah. uh, I've had that out of alignment in seasons yeah. of my life. But it, it, we're, 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 we're trending towards, towards that. What am I listening to? Man, I listen to so much. Uh, I love me being an old musician, uh, but I listen to a lot of worship. I listen to a lot of jazz. I listen to a lot of things. But... Uh, podcast wise, uh, I love Brene Brown. Uh, she's a great, great, uh, great writer, uh, and and get a lot of a lot of things from her of just being honest and vulnerable and just kind of when you're walking through difficult seasons, sometimes you want to bypass the journey, but a lot of times we have to just walk through it. You have to allow yourself grace. You have to allow yourself some patience, <laughs> and there's no there's no way to shortchange growth. You can't buy it. Uh, you can't make it go faster. You but can't you, get someone else to do it for you. You can't get someone else to do it for you. So when you're walking through great things, man, enjoy it. When you're walking through difficult things, man, learn from it. Yeah. But you can't fast track it. Mm. And so I think reading things and that, that's going to encourage me to to do that. Uh, and then what was that, part three? I, I love I love that because that's uh, kind of the mantra that I uh, profess so much that I got from a guy called Rich Froning, and that's into the storm, like okay. Buffalo. You just head into the storm because the sooner you head into the storm together, uh, the better the chances of you being protected and the sooner you'll come out of it. So I, Also, I um, Eric Eric Thomas, I like a little ET. Uh, he'll get me going in the morning, so he's always got some stuff on YouTube, so he, he comes right at you. I think I was... I had the girls listening to it the other morning. We're going to school. <laughs> My daughter's like, why is he always yelling? <laughs> Eric Tom, I mean, he gets it. And yeah. so he'll, he'll get you ready for the morning, though. I love that. Well, that actually was my th- the third part of my question is, how is it making you better? And you answered that as you answered the question, what you're getting out of it, how it's improving you. I love that, Kenneth. And obviously, these times uh, uh, end way too quickly. So again, guys, uh, if you're listening to this, it's Kenneth at vibrantfamilies.org. Reach out to him, give him some encouragement, and uh, uh, let's see how God works through this uh, incredible new vision of Vibrant Families. Thanks for being with us. Appreciate it, fam. Thanks for joining us on the Open Spaces podcast. If you enjoyed it, then please like it and share it with your friends. We'd really love to connect with you. And you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Open Spaces Podcast.